Welcome to the Taco Street Podcast, your favorite place for anime discourse, video game news, and everything in between. I, ah, well, anyways, I'm your host, Jamal, and I'm followed by our co-hosts, Adam, Chris, and Wolpe. And we have a movie to talk about for today. But first, we gotta talk about some video games and some fan animation news. So, just so we can get this out the way, since I know probably going to drag on with the video game news maybe for a bit let's start with the fan animation news wolpe i know this is a topic that you want to talk about so how about you lead on this i'm assuming by now you guys have all seen it right mm-hmm. yep. so this uh f- this animator on youtube i'm not sure how to pronounce his name but it's e-t-o-i-l-e-c it, it toilet it eliotech it's it's one of those. No, not Eliotech. It's it's to- it toil it toilet. No, no. It toilet. 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 Yeah, it's like e it? and then toil and then ec one. Yeah. Animations. In any case, right, he'd be right, a right. dog. Anyway, yeah. So. Yeah, Chris. I I don't know what else he has, but I came across his Goku versus Saitama uh, part one animation a long time ago. Didn't I? Sh- didn't I share that with you? The group mm-hmm. chat, unless you found out before I shared it, but I shared that in the group chat. I are you talking about part one? Yes. I don't know. I feel like I found it myself. I can't remember who shared what, but um, yeah, this was like a year and a half ago or something like that. It feels like part one came out. Yeah, I definitely remember sharing it with people because I saw it and it was just first of all, it's amazing. Like, it's just astounding because who doesn't want to have the whole, oh, who would win in a fight between Goku and One Punch Man, as he is called. And it's just like, it, it's just, it's so amazing. It's just so great. And I recommend everybody go and check that out. But anyway, the part two came out sometime this week. When was it? Two days ago. It already has about 700,000 views. It's just, it's just pure quality. Yeah, it's, it, you, you can obviously tell that it's not a major studio, but the fact that like this is one guy that was animating it, I I, I think for part two, he had a couple people helping him and like especially um, with the sound I, stuff. I think he did by was, himself because I, I mean, I don't know, this is all just speculative or assumptions, but somebody in the comments said like he did it by himself. And I think he mentioned one time he did it by himself in like, I think it was like a three month period that he yeah, did part two. Three or four months. That's it's so impressive. It's What's, so what impressive. really blows my mind because uh, I saw this um, clip that he put up on YouTube of like a, pro- a progress clip of him animating like Goku sending out a blast towards Saitama. And I was like, it, it kind of partially inspired me to practice animation, um, which I need to get back on, on track with. But um, I what really surprises me and like shocks me throughout the entire thing is the voice acting for both characters because it sounds perfect. Oh, for yeah, sure, fantastic! Like, I was it, I, it was to the point where I thought he was just taking like voice clips. Yeah, mm-hmm. for real. Like that's why I thought about it. But then after like reading the dialogue, I'm thinking that there's no way he's just taking voice clips. Like someone's actually voice acting this. Yeah, they, they that never say or, this in any episodes of either show. Uh, you know what's so funny? We don't speak Japanese, so honestly, it could be whatever. Like, it could just, like, they could be uh, clips from the episode that he just changed the wording of, and we would never know. I, I doubt it, though. Like, why? 
There was one part though. Yeah, that we don't, but somebody sounded, will. There was one part that did kind of sound like he ripped it off of like an old Dragon Ball Z episode when uh, Saitama like you know beat the shit out of him, and then he kept getting up. There was one part where Goku like said something, but it was like really muffled, and it sounded like it was off of like an old VHS or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might have been partially ripped from old episodes of both shows, um, but it either way it flows so well that you don't even notice like if that is the case you don't and notice I, that, that there's a rip at all i think the the best part about this too is because you see how like when when people talk about like the fighting between two anime characters a lot of times they're just going by like what powers they have and you know what abilities and like physical things right but they don't really talk about the character of the fighter themselves so it's like the the way the characters the characters are animated in the fan animation is just so like it's so true to their original series their personalities shine throughout the whole way and it's just like like this is unbelievable quality by one person like the the shots some of the angles the choreography like a lot of it looks just flawless yeah the um the the fight scenes are very well like you just said choreographed to the point because like i've seen other animations people have tried to do the same thing where it's saitama versus goku or goku versus superman blah 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 and like some of the animation can look okay but the choreographed fights are just very simple where they Mm -hmm. throw they just throw punches there's no kicks or it's just repeated animations this entire thing and i think it's like what 21 minutes or something like that i think it's 10 uh, it's like 10 or somewhere between 10 and 12 minutes oh, yeah, really? if you watch if you mm-hmm. watched uh yeah part two is 10 minutes i think part one was eight. Oh shit well maybe i'm just thinking like back to back i don't know yeah uh, but uh like the entire thing is just well choreographed the the, the distance between the two is well drawn the opening where they're over the water and then I think Goku sent out a Kamehameha and it's like the camera's flying all over the the blast and stuff and it's going in and out. It's like, God, this dude did a fantastic job uh, scripting this out. What's crazy to me is that honestly, and I mean no disrespect to Toriyama, this looked better than Dragon Ball Super in a lot of places. Definitely earlier not, on not the, in Dragon Ball yeah, Super. Yeah, yeah, like the early, early episodes. Not anything like super, super recent, but I don't know. Like there's just it there's just a lot of effort put into this fight and just a lot of humor too when uh Genos calls him to tell him about the the uh <laughs> the sale. Oh yeah, yeah true. Yeah, like yeah, like th- you can tell this guy is like a true, true fan of both series and he just he just he captured them perfectly, and I can't wait for part three. I was so sick when I when I saw the two be continued. Mm-hmm. Same, same. And like, you know so he's many gonna po- take forever because he he took forever on this one, but the quality is so high that you're willing to wait for that forever. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I was actually looking forward to this. Like, I would check his channel to be like, "Hey, well, what's good with that? Uh, <laughs> what's good with that uh, Dragon Ball Z fight?" But. Is yeah. um is the One Punch Man manga like it's a, is it still going? 
Yeah. Um. Obviously, I mean, the author has like his own web comic thing that he continues on, but then Shonen. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he got adapted by Shonen, and then Shonen is doing a manga of it, whole different artists and stuff. So it mimics the anime art style, and it seems like based off the comments I read, I never, I kind of fell off of the web comic and just didn't really go back to it. But it seems that they're going, like, twisting the story a bit for the manga. So, obviously, still same general plot, same main fights. But then they might introduce something new for, like, a different, like, an important for a character to try to add a little bit more to the story. Well, because when... um... Wait, what do you mean, like, change? Um... So we know in the anime that the number one hero is Blast. So in the manga, they introduce an element of Blast that wasn't that the creator one didn't introduce in his webcomic. So that's what I mean. Oh, because there's a webcomic in then the manga. Yes. Hmm. The webcomic is what the author does, but the manga is what the whoever is the artist, whoever they use the webcomic as the source material for the manga. Oh, how different does it look? I've never... Uh, wow. <laughs> no, that's I mean, interesting. I, n- I never knew that. The whole, like, the idea is obviously all one, but, like, his art style, like, you'll see a, co- you'll see a clear difference between oh. the webcomic and this. So imagine, uh, like, you know how Saitama will have, like, hit his plain face? I think, mm-hmm. um... Like in season one when he's firing Baros or whatever, like there was that one point where he's like just grayed out, like that whole I wanna say like doopy face. The art style that one does is more simple than that. Like that's neat, whatever, but it looks a lot more rough that one does. I see. So it's kinda like uh like the webcomic is like a rough draft and mm-hmm. the manga is like the bottom layer of the actual like anime and then the anime is like the final thing yes okay um so i I saw except when i looked it up i saw like a thumbnail for another video and it said uh you know ultra instinct goku versus berserker saitama so i'm curious like in the manga or in the webcomic like as time has gone on um does saitama actually develop like powers or is that just him getting extra mad I don't know. I've never actually seen the point where Saitama got mad. And like I said, I've been like on and off with the webcomic. I haven't been keeping up in like over a year because I know at one point it was on hiatus because obviously the creator of one, I mean, the creator of One Punch Man also does another work, which is Mob Psycho 100, which is another good anime I recommend you guys watching. Yeah. So he was more focusing on that at a time. I've seen the first episode of Mob Psycho. It, I've been wanting to get into that. Seem intriguing. Oh, well, it's good. If you want the same general like powerhouse thing, obviously, I think there's definitely more character development with Mob than Saitama. But if you want like an overpowered character, like you want to see somebody be overpowered, yeah, watch Mob. Mob's, Mob also has that same level of well, like Dan. This guy's unstoppable mm-hmm. as Saitama. The, yeah, the art style is almost identical. Exactly. Um, and I, I, when I, when I, because there was one day I was like, let me just look up like different anime intros. And then people were like, yeah, Mob Psycho is awesome. So I looked it up and I was like, what the fuck? This looks exactly like One Punch Man. 
And lo and behold, it's made by the same guy pretty much. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. Obviously, the dude um has his Patreon up, so you can easily just help support. I saw that he has different levels. I know there's one that's like one dollar, five dollars, and then I think twenty five dollars. What are they for? It just to help support him while he makes these because he's the only one really doing it that's doing the animations and stuff. So, so you want obviously everybody, usually all YouTubers I see have that like, oh, if you want help to make videos come out faster and just support it because I'm assuming this might be his livelihood right now. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. I don't know anything about this guy or it could be a girl. I don't know. Yep. So this person is doing it by himself. So you can easily help out. I thought about doing a dollar, which I might. It's only a dollar and anything helps right now. I see that. Based off the total, he gets like $111 per month. But that was just the last time that was off of when I watched it on Friday. Oh, that's awesome. He deserves it. He deserves more. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of great work. Doing a lot of good things over there. We we, we appreciate the, the the passion projects, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. And speaking of people doing good things, Port Key Games is doing a fantastic job with Hogwarts Legacy, at least what I've seen so far. And I'm excited for that game. I know Adam, we, you're not, but we the rest of us should are. We all be excited as freaking Harry Potter nerds. We all should be excited. Adam, don't I, I want to hear your thoughts first since you're the one who is not excited for it. Let's hear what's going on with you. Well, you so there's all I, I I'm not going to say I don't like Harry Potter cuz I've seen all the movies. I haven't read any of the books, however. I'm I'm very casual on the Harry Potter thing. Um but here's the thing. When Elden Ring was on its way out, and even when it was like just before release, like on release day, I wasn't very intrigued or interested. Um, and now look at me. I'm 75 hours in and level 102. Um, you know, and I'm fucking having a blast with the game. And it's frustrating as all fuck, but uh it's one of my favorite games almost ever uh at this point like it's just so fucking good it's insane um so that same thing could happen with hogwarts i would just have to see you know you guys play or see uh gameplay on youtube just to and i've seen the the gameplay trailer um but i don't know it's just i don't get super eager about new franchises at like as soon as it's uh you know uh revealed you know so you didn't watch the uh you didn't watch the state of play not the full thing i did i did watch the the hogwarts section but um again it's just one of those things that like as it is released and as more people catch on that's when i might jump into it but as of right now i'm kind of just neutral i mean i'm sure it's going to be a good game they seem to be putting a lot of work into it especially with it being you know delayed for uh, extra tweaks or whatever they're doing. Um, so if by that time I'm done with Elden Ring, uh, which I don't, it, 2022, maybe. I, I might be playing Elden Ring for the next like three years because new game plus, and then you just, you know, trying different builds. And then at the okay. same time, I might that's, go back and play the old Soulsborne games. So that's, that's the mark of a great game. Finally borrow the PS4 once Wolpe brings it. Oh yeah, literally just remind me. Oh, Adam, you should have asked for that before you went to uh, before you went to Boston. I mean, I can just drive, whatever. 
but um with the with Hogwarts Legacy they've put in so much more than I like that I wasn't expecting and having played I've only played one Harry Potter game before and it was Chamber of Secrets for the PS2 and this is back in my no memory card days so I was playing the first like five missions like over and over never beat it but like going from that to what they what they're offering this year is unbelievable like traversing the castle the the rpg elements uh, the friends the spells the potions the classes like it's everything i've ever wanted plus it's clear that that potter fans made this shit like it's so clear it's just a bunch of potter nerds who were like yeah, we, we we get to make a game what and it's like, so good that obviously because this is just a, a gameplay like trailer or reveal this is not even everything and what i'm and it and, already looked so expansive jamal like oh god and, go ahead I'm the, and the reason why i'm excited is because now i feel like when games do a, a lot of marketing for them it seems like they're trying to use that marketing to carry a bad game. At least that's just based off of past games that have been released. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Elden Ring. I mean, Elden Ring's a good game. I remember seeing it. I was It looked interesting. I thought it was the MMO New World. I didn't really know what it was at first. But then as it started to come out, I started to hear more about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Elden Ring. Okay, this is what it is. And I got more excited about it. But there wasn't really a lot of marketing for it. And then now, look, it got a whole lot of praise for it so i'm hoping that's the same thing with hogwarts legacy that because they didn't show a lot of marketing for it we're going to get something very good the first time we heard about this game was through a leak back maybe like four or something years ago then last time we heard it i think it was two years ago when we got like an announcement trailer for it and then they uh i think they delayed it too yeah because it's supposed to come out this month this month really yeah or at least in spring mm-hmm. of this year but then it got delayed or maybe holiday last year but i think no i think it was supposed to be spring of this year but then it got delayed honestly it looks like the delay was worth it because what what i'm seeing from from what i can see bro it's looking like a game of the year contender and it's only, looking like this looking like second place behind Elf. the only thing that i didn't see was fucking quidditch and if that's the only well, thing, no, this they game they, is they showed a glimpse of Quidditch. They didn't show any gameplay okay. of it, but they showed a right. cinematic exactly. of it was literally probably like two seconds of a Quidditch. Yeah. You can probably go watch a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm no, saying there's I'm no saying, way. There's I, no way. There's no way you're gonna be able to play Quidditch for they sure. Be, you have to. They better have that if if they have that feature, it's probably going to be the be, the best Harry Potter game of all no. time. And I'm going to eat shit. They're definitely I, keeping it. I, it's probably not finished yet, and they don't want to show something that's not finished. But they're mm-hmm. just giving hints like, okay, Quidditch is in the game, but they're obviously not done with it. And that's something they know they have to get perfect with. Because I'm pretty sure they know, they have to know that fans are looking forward to doing some kind of, even if it's not multiplayer, but some kind of competitive sports game with Harry Potter. Because I don't think any game has really done Quidditch right. I don't know. Has it, there ever the been Quidditch- a Quidditch? game i think there's a there's a quidditch world cup okay yeah and that that's what i wanted to mention is that the quidditch game on the gamecube is the best harry potter game of all time Mm, i've never played it i've always wanted to but i didn't it's it it was very good i used to play it uh at my friend's house um 
when you know it was new and i was like i'm gonna draw all of us as quidditch players like oh okay well while you're actually while you're in the back drawing shitty drawings we're gonna be playing the actual game (laughs) the thing is we know your drawings are fantastic so well back this was this was like this was like fourth grade or something. So I'm sure you had Well, potential. we needed the practice, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. You need right. you needed to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, but but you're absolutely right about that game, Adam. It needs to be added to our collection immediately. That that game's fantastic. We, uh, we should probably we get play it for it's it's GameCube. for the GameCube. And PS2 and Xbox. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, for four players. So yeah, we I'm about to say GameCube, GameCube, GameCube. You can <laughs> sacrifice some some graphics. But um, Jamal, I'm not clear on what you were saying about the marketing. Did you say that uh, Hogwarts Legacy didn't get marketing? They did. They're not overemphasizing the marketing to help carry the game. At least that's what it seems like to me. Which is a good thing. Well, I think they don't have to because if one, it's it's Harry Potter and it's been around for twenty plus years now, and like they've got movie. Like I think one trailer. You show any Harry Potter fan who is also a gamer that one trailer, they're gonna like they're sold. I don't need this. I don't need to see anything else. Well, it's also early. That. It's also really early because if it's coming out in November or holiday season, then like we still have you know seven eight months to go. So I I predict that like at the tail end of summer, like going into September, we're gonna see a lot more see marketing. Else, yeah, we should. The, see the state of play was very like it was really thorough. It was in depth. Yeah. yeah, it got to the point. It didn't really drag on. It's like, all right, this is the game. Here you go. We're going to, this is, every, this is what we're going to show you that you can do. And there was a lot yeah. of stuff. And obviously you can it look into the different right. things. And it caught okay. the attention of, you know, the fans that like have been looking forward to this since it was even mentioned. And then once the marketing starts coming out, then they're going to start garnering attention from the casual uh, masses. Yeah. So I think and that's just, the strategy. They're not laying everything out right now. I love just seeing like the universe, like and how they're incorporating it. Like, remember the mandrakes, the screaming plants, mm-hmm. and how you can use that as a weapon. Like, that's so cool. Awesome! It's like, 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 like we talked about. It's clearly, it's clearly Potter nerds. Making it's a passion project. Like, I, I mean, all games can be a passion project, but since it's not an original property, like yeah, you're like you, you're already adapting, established. You're adapting yeah. something. So you want to make it yes. the best adaptation. Like whatever you imagine in your head, you want to bring that into a physical form. And I have every bit of faith in Porky Games that they're they're doing it right. I've seen enough. It's it's coming out of my pocket all But I also Can't think wait. that what's also good about this is that because they're not trying to make a Harry Potter, they're not making a Harry Potter game, they're more making it like a Wizarding World or like a Hogwarts game. It gives them a little more right. freedom to express their yes. own individual ideas. So it's exactly. going to be even better because obviously, if you try to do a Harry Potter game, then there's always going to be a lot of comparison. And that's where it can, it's easy to fall short on certain expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, J.K. Rowling, I'm assuming, still has to provide the story. Like, I don't think she would just let them be free with the intellectual property her hands have to be all over this i mean i don't know not all they, well, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know every, about the story but more, more, her, more lore i, I see it, anything like you know references like okay like how would like the lore for such and such work to make sure that it's still you know harry potter-esque or like the right. whole environment or world of harry potter 
Right. Well, she she, she knows nothing about game design, but I'm sure she was all over the lore. Like, hey, you guys can't do this. You your limitations are this on this. Uh, you can't make your 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 wizard be too powerful. Blah 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 blah. All all types of shit like that. I'm sure. She, yeah, they, she they had probably just had a bunch of things that you can just run by her and be like, hey, can we do this? Yes, no, cool. And like watching the the directors or the game designers talk about it, like they already said that they were fans. So you wouldn't even want to step away from the source material. Like you want yep. it to be as true as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's so it, it's so crazy. Like that one person can create a world that's so in-depth that to this day people are trying to, you know jump into it because I was I was big on Parter more when it first came out. I don't think I I think I signed up and like never used it, but I read as much information on it as I could. And like, oh man, I've just I've been waiting for this game my whole life. Can't wait. Speaking of games that also have been leaked, there has been rumors bubbling, fellas. About what? My beloved PlayStation mascot is soon to return to us. And it's not Crash. Not Spyro. It's not Spyro. Nathan Drake. It's not our friend Nathan Drake. It's Jack. It's not Jack. Um, Hubert. No, it's the raccoon. Sly Cooper. Sly? Swear to God, they're making Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper Five. <laughs> Too Swear excited. To oh wow! Swear I've seen. I was, I've watched Adam play that one a while. It's yeah. uh, so, guys. The chronicle on this is so fucking serious. I, I just wanted to tell you, I I am a huge Sly fan. I've played all four games. It's uh, Sly. Sly Sly Cooper 4, I played on the PS Vita. Uh, Sly 1 through 3, I played back on PS2. And then I played them again on the, the HD remasters when they came to PS3. So huge Sly fan over here, guys. Yeah, me huge. too. A- Adam as well. Huge, huge Sly fan. Still, fact, I've, I've never played uh, Thieves in Time, though, number the fourth game. You need to borrow my Vita so you can play that. Like, what? I, I, feel like I feel like Sony isn't cashing in on their... Uh... They're multiple cartoony mascots like they should be. Like, where's the, <laughs> where's the Sony cart racer? This the is Sly where, and Jack and all of them. We don't, we don't need that. We just need the games. This is where it's it's coming in, right? Okay, right we here, know right you now. love cart racers, but not every day <laughs> yeah. needs to hop on that bandwagon. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, where's my Soulsborn cart racer? <laughs> <laughs> They already tried to give us uh, the the smash like back in the PS3 days. Like they they yeah. know what their strengths are. Wolf. They already know what their strengths are. <laughs> and know, their man. strengths are not copying Nintendo. Right. Let nope. them do them. You have your universal whatever cart racer or franchise whatever right, cart racer. Why are y'all jumping part. me? Why y'all jumping me? Over <laughs> <the entire laughs> because you said something really bad and we hate it. <laughs> So, it's, it's actually great. <laughs> this year continues to be the greatest year of video games ever. I swear. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's oh, take a. Definitely, no, I'm, I'm, it's definitely I'm good. Taking, it's only March. Look, exa- yeah. it's only March, and we've gotten a hell of a lot of shit, and we're only getting more. Okay. You- now, at the end of the year, 
all right, or the beginning of the new year next year, we'll have a we'll have a genuine debate. We where we'll to. we'll compare this year and 2007 because 2007 is still the greatest game or greatest year in video game history. And if, if, if you want me to list the games that came out that year, I will gladly do that. This is a Matter whole fact, separate episode for debate that we can I'm about do. To say, yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Hold, okay. hold, hold on to that. All right. We got, we, got the, we got a filler coming up for that. That's our topic then. All right, bet. Everybody comment with your lists of reasons of why a particular year, if you're up for the debate, anybody else can just co-sign. I'm, I'm actually looking at the list of games. That came yeah, don't that don't year. talk don't about this. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But now that I'm seeing it, it's, it's solid. Yeah. So, Chris, finish your point because we're uh, we're gonna have to move on from the video game banter pretty soon. It was. Uh, it's it's been a fantastic year for games, and we're if we get slide five like this year or next year, I will be so ecstatic, and. I know you're going to be over here on the PS5 playing it right here with me, Adam. Just, just a, just a little, little sprinkle, guys. Like I said, I'm just hearing rumblings. That there's nothing been confirmed. There's nothing out that says uh, Sly Five is coming, but there's a lot of rumblings, and they've put Easter eggs in um, uh, um, Ratchet and Clank. The the most recent one, they they put Easter eggs of Sly inside of it, um, and they've they've been doing weird stuff on Twitter and all that. So just just know if Sly Five comes out, you heard it first here. On Otaku Street. Um, so the last bit of banter that I want to get into is uh, in relation to oh, Elden Ring Shocker. Um, it's <laughs> all the uh, <laughs> all the all the criticisms that I've seen online of the game. Um, and basically, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend like 30 minutes on this because I easily could, and people already have. I'm not gonna just continue to be the dead horse, but it's got to be addressed from from your boys here uh, on Otaku Street. Um, so, long story short, people like this game has garnered a lot of casual attention. Um, for example, myself, I'd never played a, a Soulsborne game before this, um, but now like I'm. This is the only game I've played since it's been released. Uh, and I've had a fantastic time. Is it an absolutely perfect game? No, but what game is? This is definitely, in my opinion, a 10 out of 10. I will say that. Um, and when people are complaining about it, there are a couple valid, valid complaints. Uh, for example, um, when you fight a boss, sometimes all they do is their moves aren't like that hard to read they're not telegraphed or you can telegraph them pretty easily um and them having phases is fine like that's that's just a, a part of video game uh boss making but at the same time when a boss just has a has a single move that can like knock you out in one hit and you've dodged every hit every attack before that it gets very frustrating obviously you have to work on dodging those as well but sometimes it's just damn near impossible to dodge, and it's really, get good. Um, <laughs> yeah, get good. Hashtag get good. Um, no, but like sometimes it is just really, really dumb, um, and that doesn't take away from the because when you finally do beat them, you're like, yeah, fuck you, dude. You're my you're my bitch. Like this piece of shit. 
Like, but this game, when that happens, you're like, okay, I really got to step away until tomorrow. Um, do you feel like they're designing them in such a way where like they want you to lose the first time? Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but on top of that, uh, some of the other criticisms that were valid is like um, the the calibration, or I think the, I think people are saying the calibration, but maybe that's not the right word. But like for PC gamers, especially earlier on, the frame rate was like really not up to par uh, to like console. Um, well, the PC launch has some issues. Right, exactly. But th- that's not you know that's not my perspective, so I, I don't really share that. Um, but that's again, that's valid. Like performance issues are valid. Um, but then you Especially have with a game as large as this, we got to remember exactly how big game it's massive. It doesn't stop. It, it, I'm I'm 75 hours in, and I'm going back to places that were like you start off in the game and you go to new places. It's fucking insane. It's massive. It's wild. Great game. But oh yeah, I was with you when you discovered like a new cave or something. Right. Um, and so on the flip side of the valid arguments, we have the people that are complaining about shit where it doesn't, those types of things don't warrant genuine uh, criticisms. Uh, for example, people say that, um, why, why is there no quest? Uh, quest like there's log. no, there's no journal. Yeah. There's no quest log um, because this isn't a fucking Ubisoft game. That's why. Like people have been talking about it on Twitter, making fun of it. Like this is what would happen if Elden Ring was uh, produced by uh, Ubisoft or published by Ubisoft. And on the screenshot, it has like all the objectives on the left. You see like circles around your character. You have like a mini map and like all this shit. And it's just so the UI is just awful. And that's exactly what would happen. Like um, just flooded. So. Yeah. Uh, and these games aren't meant to hold your hand throughout the entire thing. You're supposed to explore things organically, and it's not going to be easy. But that's what makes it all the more gratifying when you do. And at the base of it all, people are just complaining, saying that there's no, you can't pick a, a, a mode. There's no easy mode, you know, medium or hard, duh, because it's this, it, it's not supposed to be, uh, you're supposed to, again, experience things organically. There's, there's scaling throughout the game. You start in one area, you get better, and then you move on uh, the way that like works best with you. It has to be your own experience. They're, like having an easy mode, the same, everyone's gonna have the same experience. Medium mode, everyone's going to have the same experience. Like, that's not how these games are made. Um, and that's why I appreciate FromSoft just, like, sticking to their guns. And, like, you can make a fucking fantastic game that's open world that goes on for 100-plus hours and it still feels fresh because they, they're, they again, going about this the way that they know how. Like, they've mastered this. They've mastered this whole fucking process. I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to critique something like, or how do I phrase this? You can't critique something if what you're critiquing is like a core function of the thing itself. Like, you can't, uh, like you said, um, there's no quest log. You're supposed to just go out and do stuff. That should be like, that's part of the genre, right? Of the souls, like, if we want to call that its own genre of game, if that's a core function, that can't be a criticism. Right. So it's like, that's, that's not valid at all. So and, I agree with you. And me and Jamal were, were talking about this a little bit. Like you have to respect the fact that this game literally you can have you can be playing for the same amount of hours and you will have the complete opposite experience as someone else. You yeah. can have uh, uh, you're you're literally telling your own story in this game, and you have to appreciate 
that type of that type of gameplay. Like there's no there's nobody holding your hand telling you, hey, you gotta go here, you gotta do this, you got no get good, figure out where, where to go, do what you gotta do, and they the get the 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 world is your oyster at that point. Like it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And I it makes it more interesting to talk about it with people because everybody no two people are gonna play the game alike. So people are gonna wear different gear, like they're gonna discuss different strategies to be different enemies, like everyone's gone in a different order. Like it's just, it's cool. The game has a life, like it lives on its own. And everybody's gonna see different things because there's so many little secrets in Elden Ring. Nobody, unless you're literally that kind of completionist and you probably look on the wiki to try to find things, you're not gonna see everything. Because very yeah. hard to do that in this type of game. Like right. it's gonna take hours months and the game like it evolves as you play like if you get to one area a a quest line in another area will vanish uh possibly throughout the entire game um because you're not supposed to see everything in one playthrough you're not supposed to complete the game one one time and be done with it that's the way they design it is that oh uh, there was something to do here, but I missed it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go a different route. And this, this, the entire experience is going to be completely different for not just one person, but for the millions of people that are playing it like right now. Um, and that's what people are saying. Like, well, I, I miss this. This is bullshit. It's like, it's not bullshit. It's fucking how the game was made. Like you need to play it again. Like that's the whole thing. And if you don't want to, then that's your choice. But other people love thoroughly go through and, and, and like, that this is this is this is why Elden Ring gives me so so much anxiety right now because of the way that I get, play games. I go through it with a fucking fine tooth comb and look at every fucking corner, and I gotta see if there's a collectible up there and over there and back there. But that this is why uh, I haven't de- delved more deeply into it because I'm playing fucking cyberpunk, which I'm looking at every fucking nook and cranny in. And again, that again which is a fucking me problem not a not a elden ring problem right. or or the world problem but it's a me problem right so fucking on, on top of that like people were saying like oh but there's too much hidden shit like what kind of criticism is that yeah i'm sure at some point um one of miyazaki's employees was like um so i have this idea for this whole separate like world um, should I put it like, should I put a portal next to this? Like, so it's a little bit easier to see Mizaki sits there. No, put it behind this treasure treasure chest. That's behind four doors and two bosses and a waterfall. He's just like, why? Like, just do it. And that's how they, that's how the game is done. And people are going to find it and it's going to be organic. It's not just fucking pushing you this same way. Fucking Assassin's Creed does, or I, I haven't played horizon, but there might be a point in that game where you're kind of just told what to do and that's what happens. Um, and I really hope that as time goes on, because there's going to be a thousand more open world games, like infinitely. I'm hoping. And I hope that some of them kind of fall, not copy Elden Ring, don't, no, don't get that confused, but lay off the, the fucking, like uh, release, uh, relieve some tension on the, on the leash uh, in a sense, like, don't have it so fucking tight so that we're just playing it the way that you want us to let us play the game the way we want to. And that's going to keep on bringing us back. Um, so in a nutshell, 
get good. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh... oh my God, I just lost my train. Yeah. Oh, uh, last thing I want to say is uh, I just beat this one boss where I was like, this is impossible. I don't know how I'm going to beat this. Like, no fuck this this fucking creature is unreal looking and it's terrifying and i don't know how to beat it then i started actually kind of messing around with my confessor stuff the incantations and working around like learning learning the moves and that was the first boss where i was like dude i feel like i, I i'm a fucking like souls player now like this shit is awesome because when i first started your, i had your thing to <laughs> i had I had no idea what I was doing. I literally had to have Micah join me and fucking show me like what to do. And now I'm just exploring shit, fighting bosses on my own, learning moves. I'm doing the shit that like they want you to. And no fucking complaints from me. I'm so satisfied with this fucking game. And I I still have like a hundred hours in this playthrough, I'm sure. And then I'll play it again. So we'll see. Sure you will. I'm sure you'll enjoy yeah. it that second time around too, it's Adam. Okay. So I'm done. It's movie time. Fucking movie time. <laughs>